0: Amen. Let's separate those who are clapping from those who are not clapping. Amen. Amen. I feel very much at home here. Amen. 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 Dr. Ottobu is a very close friend, a brother, more or less. Last year, I was in England, and I was resting in a place called Mating Kings, outside London. And someone brought me a handbill that Dr. Otabo was in town to preach. I got up out of my bed while I was resting, and before he came, I was sitting on the front row. He was shocked. Hey, Bishop, now you bad, Two fancy men. And we, we had a chat into the night, to one o'clock. The three or five. We had a long chat. That's, that's how much we bond. Let's give the man of God a big hand. <laughs> and it's a great honor to preach in his pulpit. Pastor Daniel, I've known him many, 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 many years before he married. And now he's a father of many nations. Amen. But I believe this marks the beginning of many comings. God willing. Amen. Amen. Sometimes the temptation is that when you come into a service like this for the first time, uh, you, you want to do something mysterious, but, but we are here to build. And so for a pastor with um, a man of God about 36 years under my belt as a preacher, I, I want to share something with you that would last. Something that will help Pastor Daniel to build a church. Amen. Um, I, I am I'm not a classical prophet. Uh, I'm an apostle by the grace of God. But we go into the prophetic office in and out. Uh, we go in there and come out as quickly as possible. Because I'm not a conventional prophet. But so as we get along, if we feel led to say something over your life, why not? But for today, You are going to be established in the word of God. ICGC is a teaching, profoundly teaching ministry. Very, very strong. And I believe God will bless you by the word I share. Today I'm going to answer a lot of questions on your mind. Why are we here? What is church all about? In a generation full of confusion. There are many of you standing here who don't even know why you are here. And I'm going to give you a reason for your living. Can I hear amen? Lift up your right hand if it is yours. Lift it up. Say, Father in heaven, Father in heaven I, am here I am here to receive, to receive new, marching orders, new marching orders to enter a new future. A new future. I ask, O oh God, ask, oh, that you will speak to me in a way I would understand. Bless me, O oh God. Open my eyes of understanding to behold wondrous things. In your word, in the name of Jesus. And our Lord, I affirm the prayer and I affirm the confession by the power of your word. Your word says that heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of the Lord will abide forever. Let today be a memorial. In the records of heaven, the day your people reconsecrated themselves to the work of the calling of Jesus Christ. I bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. Uh, I I I love to teach, I love to teach, uh, and so I'm going to give you something. Today is not Jericho hour, so you are not going to fall down. You are not going to have opportunity to vomit. Uh, some of you, uh, you enjoy falling down for all the wrong reasons. from our own talk. So you today, but today you are not going to have that benefit. I promise you, you will not fall down. We'll resist you as much as possible from falling down. So take down some notes go to church, go home and have something in your notebook. You see, the appreciation and the way people approach church is like the example I'm going to give you. A scenario I had many years ago. There was a young boy, a very bad one in the neighborhood. This young boy, if you talk about a bad boy, he was the epitome of it. Everything that could be said of a young man who was bad, he had it and far beyond. That for some strange reason, he became born again. It was like a Nicky Cruz story. We could say he has gone to hell and come back. This boy became born again. This bad boy in the neighborhood became born again and joined a Pentecostal church. Unfortunately for him, it was not too long when it was Easter. So the pastor said they were doing a drama program about how Jesus went to the cross. And it fell on this boy to become the Jesus in the program. Isn't that exciting? Now the pastor chose him and said, and gave him a rundown of how he must behave. Because now he's going to be the Jesus in the program representing the whole church. Now that he's born again, the day came. His friends who had known him, that was a very bad boy, a street fighter, a brawler, a no-nonsense guy, had he had become born again. So, they came to watch the drama of how now he's playing the role of Jesus Christ, the son of God. So, they marched through the middle of town. And he had a wooden cross on his neck. They were going to Calvary. Look at someone and say, they were going to Calvary. His old friends who were not born again lined up on the side of the street. Not to cheer him up, but to taunt him and to mock him. Are you born again? Whoopah! Then he saw one of the friends spitting at him. He put the cross down (laughs) and went and slapped him. Don't say, hey, it may be your story. He dished him a red hot slap and came back and took the cross. (laughs) That was the end of the program because he had destroyed the testimony of the church. This man supposed to be representing Jesus Christ. Has messed the program up. They have have to reverse. Put it into reverse. They went back. Because they couldn't go to Calvary again. They went back. The town was in, I mean the whole program was in shambles. They sat, he went, he cried and pleaded, pastor, I won't do it again. Pastor said, okay, I'm going to give you a second chance. Tomorrow we'll do it again. The next day, his friends came. He took the cross. They were going. And he saw the same boys pointing. Ooh. Then he carried the cross. Now, he didn't drop it. He went to them and said, I'm going to the cross to die. When I come back, you see what I'll do to you. After the cross, <laughs> I said, He's going to be worse after the resurrection. He said, you wait. Now, I don't have time for you. But I'm going to die. And when I resurrect, I'll come and face you. You see, this story gives you an understanding that some people don't really have the details of what salvation is about. They behave like this young boy. He got it all wrong. He thinks he can resurrect and come back and be fighting some more. But it doesn't work like that because salvation represents change. Give the Lord a hand. Five areas in your life that you are responsible and accountable for as a child of God. Sometime later, I will come back and do Jericho if God permits, but today is not for that. Number one, we are looking at the owner steward relationship. Who is the owner? Who is the steward? Because sometimes we behave as if we are the owners and God is the steward. So, uh, let's, let's put it where it fits. One, five things God has given you, you are going to account for and let's get it right. I don't want sin on my door that I didn't tell you. One, life. This is the reason a Christian cannot commit suicide because your life is not your own. 1 Corinthians 6.20 You were bought with a price. So number one, life, what you have received. Your life is something you have received. Two. Time. Sorry to announce, you will not live forever. Death has a 100% record. Everybody who is born dies. Death has 100% record. Everybody dies. But between the beginning and then, what do I do with my life? So, second thing is time. God has an allocation of time for you here on earth. What you have been allotted. Number two, time. What you have been allotted. Ephesians chapter 5, 16. Now, let's move on. Talents. What you have been given to use. Nobody says, I don't have anything. A child of God. Everybody has something. You may not have money, but you may have a smile. That is enough to get us going. There are some people, they they can, if you're a good smiler, I make you an usher. It helps my work. Uh, There are folks, they can't show their teeth, so I make you a prayer warrior. (laughs) Sorry about that. I'm sorry. I apologize. I didn't mean it. Nobody should take offense by the blood of Jesus. I, I, I dialed the wrong number. I'm sorry about it. Let's give God a big an amen. You are a good man. You are a good one. But just that, you just can't smile. You can't smile. And we can't blame you. Your father was like that. Your mother was like that. And you have inherited it. So it's not a problem. But the question is that we have another assignment for you for which you will be rewarded in the back of town. So now we have talents given to you and then possessions. The fourth thing is possessions. What you have been entrusted. This is mine. The car is mine. We are going to find out what you really own. So we have life. We have time. We have talent. We have possessions. And now this is the big one. Money. What you have labored for. This is the crunch. And write down in your notebook. These have been given. They are not owned. All the five things. Life, time, talents, possessions, money. They have been given and they are not owned. Can I hear amen? Amen. And now let's get the church clapping. (laughs) Are you allowed to clap here? Your clapping is coming in hiccups. Great. Let me settle also that Joint hairs. Charismatics. We love the portion that says we are joint hairs with Christ. Romans chapter 8 verse 17. But you see the opposite of joint hairs is culebra. We are also culebras with Christ. Go with me to uh, the book of Joshua. Let me paint a very gruesome picture. Go to Joshua. Say with me Joshua. Oh, sorry, I'm not changing your name. One more time. Great. Go to the book of Joshua, chapter 1. What kind of church are we going to build? Are we a yo yo generation? Here today, gone tomorrow? Am I in church because I want a girlfriend? So when you come to church, your eyes are restless. Because you are here looking for a wife. It's not bad. Don't misunderstand me. My ladder is not on the wrong wall. But the point I'm making is that there is more things than that. Some of you are here to strike acquaintanceship. I see GC, business folks are there. We call her many business. There's more to life than that. So People have all kinds of reasons for coming to church. And I want to neutralize some of them. Joshua chapter 1. Look at a mysterious story. Give me a wave. Bishop said it. Give him a wave. I'm doing the preaching and I'm commanding you. Give me a wave. Good. Joshua chapter 1 is a backdrop to an interesting story. This bunch of guys were in Egypt 430 years. They did not know where they were going. They were slaves. A slave has no future. A slave does not belong to himself. He's just a chattel. A slave is the property of the master. Slavery is so bad in those days, the master even has access to your wife. On a good day, he can come and take your wife away. Oh, and you can't cough. In fact, even when you have children, you are part of his house. Except when you become a born slave, that now you are a free slave, but we bore your nose and put a ring. So, when you go to town and they see you, you are born. So, when the New Testament says we are born slaves, it means we are free. But we have chosen to continue serving the master. I am a free person. But I've decided that this master is so good, I'll continue serving him. And that is Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm going where they will clap. Give the Lord a hand, Amen. Good. So, in, in Joshua chapter one, we are going to see a transposition. God took them out of slavery, and He said He was taking them to a promised land. And, and that's why I believe everybody in your life, once in a while, to buy a land because there's nothing as important in life like a piece of the earth which is your own. God didn't give them a promise certificate. God didn't give them a promise house. Of all the things in the world God can give, he gave them only one thing, a land. Give the Lord a hand. <laughs> land is one thing that doesn't devalue. Appreciates. In fact, it's so serious that in the book of Egypt, in the day of Joseph, when he, was, when he took, the Bible say, he took, first he took the money. Then he took the land. Then he took the people. Before he took the land. No, I think he first took the money. So, so money is not as high on God's equation as some of you think. Money depreciates. Treasury bill is 15 and something percent now. And some of you are crying. Because it used to be higher. Because money depreciates when inflation comes. But let me move away from there. But when you read the book of Genesis, the the thing that Joseph didn't take was land. And when he took it, he gave it to Pharaoh. But I won't address all that. But the point I'm making here is that in the book of Joshua, when the children of Israel left Egypt, can I hear amen? amen? Give the Lord a big hand. The journey was supposed to have been 40 days. 40 years, they were not anywhere. Because the congregation now was fighting the pastor. They were fighting the pastor. They didn't understand the mission. You see, if you don't understand why you are here, you will not support the man of God. Now, Moses had become the enemy, and a Luther group had generated in the church. The Bible tells us it's mysterious. The Bible tells us Abiram, Dotham, Koram, up and fought Moses. Moses was helping them to take them to the promised land. They were now fighting him. And in the end, a 40 days journey became 40 years. May God help us. But So the Bible says a whole generation died. Let me see if I can find a scripture. Go to the book of Numbers. We'll come back to Joshua. (coughs) Come back to Joshua. My goodness. Move it. Move it. Give the Lord a hand. Bishop said we should be clapping. Amen. Amen. And shout a big amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. But there's somewhere in the Bible in the book of Numbers. I don't want to go too far off. The Bible says, Datam Abiram and Koram, men of renown among the congregation. Oh, refree. It is easy to forget that you were once a single person. Now God has given you a husband. It's easy to forget that people on Achinia mountain praying now for a husband. And it is their prayer point that even if they get a one-legged man, they are okay. <laughs> At least it's better than nothing. But what's it? Dotham, Abraham, and Korah, men of renown. How can former slaves become men of renown? They became great men under Moses. But now, they said they won't listen to Moses again. And became a problem. And God won't take it. So, it's, it's very important. I want to, to understand in the teaching why God put you in the church. Because the church has an assignment for God. Now, there are too many things in my mind. Salvation is what Christ has done for you. Reward is what you do for Christ and the two don't change so you can be saved without reward what do my back or heaven because you didn't understand salvation is God's work for man reward is man's work for God so now today you'll be asking yourself am I reward minded If you are a reward-minded person, it is the reason you come to church early. It is the reason you pay your tithe. Take the pastor out of the equation. He wants her to God for himself. It is the reason when you make a vow, you pay. You don't say, No, no, no. This church, they like money. I don't know what you like. Because you get up and go to work in the morning. And you are not paid stones. You even have some in your pocket right now. Give the Lord a hand, amen. So so we come back to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1 tells us that a whole generation, God made sure he killed all of them. A whole generation, the mumblers, the grumblers, the people who will not cooperate with his vision. He wiped them out. A new generation came, their children. And they were on the threshold of entering the promised land. Listen to the statement they made before I commence. It's a prelude to my teaching. Look at it. Joshua chapter 1. So these are children, grandchildren of rebels. Children, grandchildren of opposition party. They decided that it's time for us to change our mind the way we serve God. Put it on. Joshua chapter 1 verse 16 Give it up Let's see it quickly So they answered Joshua saying All that you command us we will do They were not doped They were not high on drugs It was with their own free will The people themselves went to Joshua They said Pastor Joshua your sister said yes know, let me tell you something. The way you serve God can even displace your prayer. You can serve God to the point where there are some things God will give you without your prayer. You have not learned your lesson about the clap. You nearly missed it. Improve it. I'm listening to the decibel. Okay. It's all right. So man of God said, all that you command, we will do. This is the people telling the pastor. They were not doped. All that you command, we will do. Wherever you send us, we will go. This is every pastor's dream church. This is sweatless triumph. All you command, we will do. Pastor, all you command us, we will do. This is the offsprings of rebels. They've changed their mind. And as if that was not enough, look at what they added. All you command, we will Look at it. They they said something. Like, could you move it? Next verse. I think that thing is not working. <laughs> Just as... We heeded Moses. You know, so shall we obey you, only that the Lord be with you. And you know something? Joshua chapter 1. By Joshua chapter 10, they entered the promised land. <laughs> After 40 years, in nine chapters, look at where they came from in the book of Exodus. In nine chapters, they entered their promise. Your blessing is based on your change of mind. Amen. If you change your mind about the way you serve God, you will lack for nothing. I'm going to prove you a theory to you in God's word. For me, who has worked many years with God? The first time I went to London was 85. First time I stepped in New York, which some of you are fighting for, and sleeping at the embassy. I don't know how Trump will handle that. But the first time was 86. And I've been traveling. My passports are like this. I've traveled. And at that time, I didn't have a pulpit. When I followed Archbishop Benson, the which you are talking about. Because those of us who are older in the Lord with apostolic understanding, the people look at us where we are standing now, they don't know where we came from. And they think we just grew out of outer space. Overnight, the people see me, Bishop, pray for me. I want to become like you. I said, go and start in Nigeria and come here. Give the Lord a hand, amen. I want, to, I want to become like you, you know, charismatic who try to fool me with their voice. I want to become like you. I want to pray. <laughs> Give the Lord a hand, Amen. <laughs> Eighty-five in the midst of the frost and the snow, I carried it on back. I was ordained by T L Osborne. Some of you, T L Osborne. greatest man, mass evangelism evangelist of all time. He started mass evangelism. He ordained me. 3rd November 1983. Was my first ordination. With Desi Osborne. Apostle Choke Flame. And Archbishop would Idahosa. And I used to carry Idaosa's bag in New York. When the white men see me. They run away. Because with my clerica carrying two bags. And in America nobody is going to help you. You're on your own. And I'll be dragging one like this. No hotel. No hotel to sleep in. Because I am serving. <laughs> I was coming from Baltimore to New York to catch Nigeria Ways, and the plane left. Because I missed I miss my train. And the, the, plane, the train took me, Amtrak took me to Delaware, New Jersey, because I slept. They dropped me by the rail. And I carried my bag. By the time I got to airport in New York JFK, the plane was gone. I slept at the airport. Two hundred dollars. I walk. Cold. <laughs> I was cold, man. I thought I was going to die of hypothermia. I prayed more out of pain and fear than because I was believing God for anything. And I brought the two hundred to Lagos, but I was happy serving God. Give the Lord a big hand. I'm going to give you my main text. I'll give you my text. We are not there yet. Can I hear amen? Amen. You see, I'm going to prove a theory to you that if you serve God well, it can guarantee you a great future. When I left Nigeria and came to Ghana in 1989, 91, Archbishop sent me to London. And I was beginning to build my muscles in the spirit. I did a program I prayed for, a Nigerian barrister, a young girl, Buki. She had face palsy; her face had twisted. Laid hands on her face, I heard pop, her face straightened. By the power of God, straight. Straight, her face straightened. The next morning, she came to my hotel, gave me an envelope, £2,000. Now, it's a problem. I didn't know what to do with the money. Because I've not seen £2,000. £100, I've not seen it before. £2,000. You know what? It was in my pocket. I didn't leave it in the hotel. When I'm going to town, it's in my pocket with my hand on it like this. (laughs) My money was in my pocket. I am not going to leave it. For the whole one month I was in London, or so for everywhere I go, it was it was in my pocket, in my my shorts under. And I've won. Uh... Look at somebody say we have come a long way. <laughs> Give the Lord a big hand, Amen. God does not prosper a man for nothing. You must prove yourself. Because the Bible tells us in the New Testament if a man is a novice, when he's lifted up, he will fall into the destruction of the devil. I say, Woe to the maid that finds a husband. priest? Did I say anything wrong? Give the Lord a big hand, amen. Because now that she's found her husband, said, hey, 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 hey. she's now lying in bed, issuing instructions. Because <laughs> now she's madam. She's forgotten. That once upon a time, it was a prayer point on Achia mountains. Let's give it up for the Lord. Now, I need 15 minutes to address it. All God's people are called to serve. Write it down. Everybody. Not all God's people are called to lead. And not all God's people are gifted to lead. Three layers. You will not take yourself out of it. I am going to buttonhole you. Number one. All God's people are called to serve. So if you are too big for yourselves is there a reason you come late disturbing us with your long your heels you don't come to church early because you don't even understand you think you are doing it for the pastor when the message is going on you crook crook crook, crook disturbing us because you don't come to church early we give the assignment you will not do it Talking to pastor with your six-inch fingernails. Do you know who you are talking to? <laughs> you are scratching your face. Some of these girls with at, hair that the hair is not even there. So, please, please, pastor, because they saw Rihanna doing it and Beyonce doing it, so they are also doing it. <laughs> pastor, sorry, I was late. <laughs> because I went to the salon yesterday give the lord an amen now I love to teach academically so now let's do application I built the system let's do application that is it true that service to God brings reward? We are going to prove the theory. Let's test drive it. I, I don't want anybody to live here under any falsehood that Bishop James taught a false theory. Let's go to the. Go with me to Genesis twenty-four. My job is cut out. Genesis twenty-four. Please don't waste your time. It's in the Old Testament. Because so I can. Some of you going in the wrong direction. I'll just assume it's a mistake, at least for today. Genesis 24. If God is blessing you, give God a big hand. No, I didn't like the clapping. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Genesis 24, 15 minutes, we'll wipe it out. Genesis 24, give me a wave. And now, Abraham is about 120 years old. When He thinks it's time for him to die. But Abraham has one problem he must solve before he goes. This boy, Isaac, is wifeless. You heard it from me for the first time. There's such a thing as if you don't have a wife, you are Wifeless. I don't like the long word you don't have wife. So I've reduced it. It's a compressed version called wifeless. Look at someone I ask, Are you wifeless? <laughs> and I think there are a lot of them here. <laughs> the whole a whole a whole platoon. <laughs> an army of wifeless soldiers. <laughs> Let's give God a hand amen. Look at somebody and tell him, get a wife. The cat is out of the bag. No, don't take it as a prophecy. (laughs) Some of you will be in a hurry. (laughs) Bishop prophesied. No, I didn't prophesy. It was just a statement of fact. But on a more serious note, from Genesis chapter 24, Abraham was about to die. Now he has one big problem that is not resolved. Uh, He's a transgenerational leader. That means Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now he's dying. And God said, out of his loins and his seed. Shall the promise come? No. He doesn't have a child. So he's got to resolve this problem pretty fast. So he called Eliezer of Damascus. Eliezer was the houseboy in the house. And he said, go to my father's, my my family, uh, to the next neighborhood of my family and get a wife for my son Isaac. Go get him a wife. Now, Eliezer is going to a country he has not been to before. Look for a wife he has not met before command their wife to come to a country, she doesn't know. That is a tall order. May God reward your faithfulness. Maybe you are saying amen for the first time. I said, may God reward your faithfulness. May God reward you as an usher. May God reward you as a counselor. And give the Lord a hand if you believe it. Mm. Go to Genesis 24. Let's push it quickly. Genesis chapter 24. So now, Abraham prays for Eliezer. And the first time the word success is used in the Bible is in Genesis chapter 24, verse 12. The first time the word success. He says, then he said, oh Lord God, of my master Abraham, please give me success this day. May God give you success. And show kindness to my master, Abraham. Verse 14. Now, look at Bishop. Look at me for free. Look at me. Here is a He has come to the country, Abraham told him. He doesn't know anybody. He's coming to look for a wife. For his master's son, Isaac. He comes to stand by the well. In a foreign country. Let's see the drama unfold amazing and incredible story. So, he says, now let it be that the young woman to whom I say, so this was a blank check. So, it was a blank check. It was it was a blank check. It was to any particular person. Drink also and give to your let her be the one that you have appointed. So, that means In the realm of the spirit, there are many blessings hanging for the faithful person. If I were you, I'd be clapping. Verse 16. Verse 16. I'm making, I'm proving a point. Verse 16. Now, the young woman. So now, suddenly, in verse 15, a a lady appears called Rebecca. Let's look at Rebecca's CV. Or her resume. It says, now a young woman. Underline young woman. Young woman. I'm making it for effect. Now. It it says, was very beautiful. Hey. (laughs) Very beautiful to behold. The next one really threatens me. A virgin. It's in my interest not to comment on it. Because we can have chaos in the house this morning. Because it's not a word we hear very often today. And we don't hear it. We don't hear it often. So I'm not even going to take the collateral risk of trying to analyze it. Because I can muddy the waters and put my life at risk. So, yes, a virgin, no man had known her. I leave you to your own intentions. And I'll give the Lord a bigger name. Amen. Some words can create problem for me. My hands are already full, So here he says, a virgin. And she went out to the well. Now let's look at the traits of this girl. One, young woman. And look at young women today. Beautiful. Even if she was ugly. So God put the words in for a particular reason. So you think it's those who have nothing to do. Let's give it a bigger narrative. Those who have nothing to do. Those who are riffraffs. Those who, who don't have much to do, have not educated, who serve the church. No, no, no. These girl's qualifications are too much. Beautiful and amen. amen. Young woman. Amen. Virgin, virgin. Amen. I said it twice. Amen. If you didn't get it the first time. And she went down to the well with a pitcher and came up. I've been to Israel four times. To fetch the water, you go into the well under the earth. So, this a young lady, virgin, beautiful. She carried the pitcher, ran into the well, and came up, and gave water to ten camels. There is no animal. That's what you call the ship of the desert. This young girl, the girl went into the earth, came back. She doesn't even know the man. She was not asking what she was going to get. It's not like prayer where I say, Pastor, before I say, Shibaba, how much are you paying me? Ah, uh, Bishop. Uh, you have brought trouble today. Bishop. It's a controlled environment. Don't even go there. You are dealing with the ticking time bomb. This atomic. Before I say, before I hit the drum, everything today is money. So which one does God pay you? Since you want money for everything, which one will God himself bless? You must come to the place where I say, Lord, I won't collect all the money. I'll let God take care of the rest. Oh, yes, I understand the economy. I understand that things are hard. I appreciate the fact that things are not what they used to be. But child of God, you must come to the place where you live your life on the altar. That you must come to the place where God, I am damning what people say. I am believing you. If nobody comes to pray, I'll be here to pray. If nobody comes to clean the church, oh come on, I'll be here to clean the church. <laughs> How can you tell me, young lady, beautiful, virgin? Look at all the qualification put in for effect. Giving water to a total stranger, ten camels of better Bahar. By, by the time she's through, she she's a comatose case. I promise you, I'll not use another big word. I promise you. No big word today. Give the Lord a hand, amen. And Eliezer was watching. Rebecca is not the only girl in the house. Let's finish this thing well. Look at it. Now, look at, if the Bible is, look at verse 18. So she drank, she said, drink my Lord. Then she quickly, Attitude is important. Look at another word. Verse 2, 30. Then she quickly. Catch you boy. Let go for here to crow, crow. You are just there like that. <laughs> Bishop James, I bet you you have value for money. You will not regret you came today. You can be angry, you can laugh, but you will get the effect. That you swear like an ostrich. Just because come and do God's word. The Bible says this young lady. Beautiful. Young. She quickly. She quickly. She didn't know what to expect. And God is watching. Oh come on. This is not Abraham. God is watching. God is watching you. Lazy girl. Just starts at night, 10 o'clock. You are carrying your briefcase. Sorry, bag. Half of your shoulder is weighing down. You are carrying All your accessories for your beauty makeup is what in the No Bible. And you come, you don't even also want to sit at the back. We better front? And God is watching you. And then later you need a Lord. I need a husband. Eh? <laughs> for what? Mm. No, God is that, you need a husband for what? Mm. Let me show you something. Mm. We are wrapping up. And the man wondering at her. You see, I don't know how some of you wondering at her. Atop a so. How about you, One, how What was the last time somebody wondered at the way you serve God? Wondered at her. Nobody's here. You come, you clean the church. You sweep the whole area. Said, I'm a graduate. You are what? <laughs> Do you not know the degrees people have? Graduate. You even belong to the graduate on an employee society graduate. People with masters who can't find jobs. If you serve God, God will turn it around. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm concluding. So it was when the camel had finished drinking, the man, Eliezer, took look, let me show you. This girl went to the riverside and by her service came home carrying gold. If you don't clap, well, somebody will think you are the one I'm talking about. That she took, the man took a gold nose ring, weighing a half shekel, gold bracelets, and many other things. Move it quickly. Make my burden light. Who handles this? I wish I can find him. So weighing 10 shekels. Blessings for her labor. Hallelujah. Amen. Give the Lord a big gun. Oh, do it well. Keep clapping. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. Hallelujah. Amen. Go with me to Genesis 24. Verse 53. Hmm. This is where I knock it off. Then the servant brought out jewelry of silver, jewelry of gold, and clothing, and gave them to Rebekah. And he also, that's the second giving. And also, precious things to her brother and her mother sitting at home. I added at home. When was the last time you served God so well? Let me stand akimbo here. When was the last time you served God so well? Pastor said, Why, Banyo? If we're asking of your mother, it's for the wrong reasons. Because of fighting in the church so we want to go and know your mother but here the scripture says <laughs> you can love to cover it up it says he also gave precious things to the brother and to the mother then he, to the brother and to the mother the mother and brother who at home these girls and you know what many generations after Rebecca is in the lineage of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Rebecca married Isaac. In the lineage of Jesus Christ. This is to travel. Your labor can produce it. A new employment promotion. Your service to God can deliver it. May God reward you. Give the Lord a hand as I close. May the Lord reward. Oh, no, 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 no. Clap, 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 clap. I'm done. Give the Lord a hand. Give the Lord a big hand. Come on. Don't stop it. Don't stop it. Don't stop it. Don't stop it. Mm. Amen. 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 You can tell who they are by what they do. Write it down. I don't have to know you. You can tell who they are by what they do. When David was running to go and kill Goliath, Saul asked one question. Whose son is that? He didn't ask about his school and education. He said, why? no, no. He was running to go and kill Goliath. King Saul asked only one question. Whose son is that boy? You can tell who they are by what they do. What you do in church tells me who you are. Don't tell me you're a Christian. Let your life speak it. Let your life speak it. I'm going to give you three things and we're out of here. Lift your hand and say, thank God. I was in church today. Give the Lord a hand. Thank God you are. Mm. 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 Joseph served Potiphar. Joshua served Moses. Samuel served Eli. David served Saul. Elisha served Elijah. Timothy served Paul. John Mark served Simon Peter. Your service determines your future. (laughs) Write it down. Pastor, I'll take five minutes. There are six kinds of Christians. And you are one of them. Today you have no place to hide. Please lock all the doors. (laughs) Number one. Crisis Christian. Genesis chapter 13, chapter 14. Example, Lot. Every time we must send and get them out of trouble. Genesis chapter 14, 14 to 16. They go to God only when there's crisis. Crisis Christians. They don't do fasting. They don't do prayer. When everything fails, God is a last resort. Some even Christians, they go to Malam. say, don't even stop me. Because if you stop me, I can say more. Crisis Christians. That's the lot multitude. Staying in Sodom. With the homosexuals. Ah. Lord. Christ is Christian. They only go to God. Every time we must go and bail them out. Because they are in all kinds of trouble. They are only. Only believer followers of God by name. There's not. If you see them. There's nothing about them about Christ. They are either fighting. Multiple Boyfriends. One is a butcher, one is a custom officer, that clears at the airport, one is an MP, one is a soldier. Everything pastor said they shouldn't do. she does it. I've seen a church one time a certain church. The sister was talking to me, and a condom fell out of her mouth. She my own my only my papa, condom, pink and crying. She was looking at me when I was looking at her. Today is a titanic battle. The condom was in a no man's land. Am I the one to take it for you? It fell out of your bag. Take it. On top of to her skirt was a wicked one. She couldn't kneel down. And I I said, are you a pharmacist? (laughs) Give the Lord a hand, amen. (laughs) Crisis Christian. They are moving from crisis to crisis. Every time, Abraham has go and get Lot out. She's never going to grow. Lot will never grow. And had a wife who didn't even know God. Number two, convenient Christians. Malachi chapter 3, 13 to 14. They do what is fun and easy. If it's going to cost them something, they won't do it. On be program. Madame They are the only ones who have friends coming from abroad. Even if they don't, don't have anybody coming. They don't go to home cell. Service to God is not a priority. Write it. Convenient Christians. Everything can interrupt their work with God. Either their hair, they are going to fix their shoe, they got a car, got a puncture. Convenient Christians. They do only what is convenient. Anything that interrupts their program, they do not do it. Today, who the car fits Number three, conservative Christians. Matthew fifteen six. They do what society say is acceptable. They hate spiritual warfare. Old school. They are traditionalists. They are in the church. Every time they are talking about the church, where they came from. Traditional. Conservative. They hate change. Anytime there's change in the church, they are fighting the pastor. Why did you buy red carpet? Is this your house? An red. And they will leave church because of red carpet. You have no reason. You don't have an idea. I've been around before you came. The things people do in church. Conservative Christians. Traditionally, they don't change. They are talking about tithes. Because they don't want to pay. They say it's Old Testament. It's a reason to run away from it. They pay tight in hiccups. They pay January. They don't pay until December. And every time there's fundraising, they disappear from church. Number four, carnal Christians. That's what you call feeling Christians. Hebrews chapter 5, 11 to 14. They do anything they can get away with. They are worldly. They are full of strife, envy, sex before marriage. Christian, I Christian. Uh, why, 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 why don't you pay time? I don't feel like. <laughs> why didn't you come to church? I don't feel like. What well, are your feelings? <laughs> to them, everything is feelings. They have reduced God to the flesh, no revelation. I don't feel like. Why did you sleep with her? I feel like. Not what the word of God says. My mother said, you cannot buy a car without trying it. Your mother doesn't go to church. Pastor said, don't sleep with her before you marry her. Mommy said, car, car who? Now say car, papa. Look at someone, are you the one he's talking about? <laughs> they don't follow the word. they follow their feelings. B are feelings. Paying tight is feelings. If they don't feel like, they'll not do it. They've reduced God to the flesh. Number five. Convicted Christians. Wow. Galatians chapter 6 verse 17. They are word minded. God fearing. They know God's voice. 1 Corinthians 16, 15. The household of Stephanos. Now give me that scripture. I don't know. I I feel like getting out of here. Give me. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 15. I know you have a problem with working at it but this one deliver results. 1 Corinthians 16, 15. Oh, no. <laughs> I urge you, brethren, you know the household of Stephanos, the first of Achaia. The King James said, they have addicted themselves. <laughs> you are addicted. That word is from those who smoke weed. When they don't smoke, they get withdrawal symptoms. No, no purpose. So one she and I so so. Instead I want to sing a me Sorry, I want to fulfill I so so. Addicted. When you don't come to church, you cannot sit down. You, you, you begin to feel sick. It's not that when you come don't come to church it's your happy day. And then I'm angry. Sorry. But when you don't come to church, you feel sick. He said the households they have addicted themselves to the work of the ministry. Such people imitate them. Addicted. Convicted Christian. Addicted. You're addicted to the work. You're addicted. You can't wait to come to church. You can't wait to come and sweep. You can't wait to do what God's addiction. You're a convicted Christian. You're serving God based on conviction. What do you answer, son? Finally. Covenant Christians, Psalm eighty nine. I found David by my right hand. First Corinthians chapter four, one to two. John four thirty four. My meat is to do the will of Him that sent me and to finish so. Covenant Christian, you live. You walk, you are word-filled, you are spirit-filled, you are faith-filled, you are tighter, you go extra mile, you are disciple, you are kingdom-minded, you are steward of all that you have. My job is done. Did I do anything wrong Then improve your clapping? I want to pray for you. Bow your head. On a serious note, if you are here and you want to up your game, you want to say, I want to serve God better than I'm doing now. I want to. One day you answer to God. Pastor will answer for himself. He want to say, I used to be in a group, but I've stopped. I'm the evidence of what service can do for a man. There's nothing I need. Nothing in this world as I stand here. Nothing. There's nothing anybody has anywhere that I want. On the basis of my commitment to God, God has blessed me. There are people who feel sorry for me. That they think I've missed God by walking the way I walk. But I know what God has told me. And today, I want to pray for you. If you want to reconsecrate your life, like the generation in Joshua chapter 1 that whatever you tell me, I will do. Whatever he send us, we will go. You want to be a generation, the offsprings of people who have changed their mind. You want to be like the household of Stephanos. You are addicted to the word of the ministry. You you have moved from being counted